Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs. With companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh. <laughs> uh. Welcome to the Black Plague edition of the Chad and Cheese podcast, boys and girls. I'm your barely surviving co-host, Joel Cheeseman. And this is Chad. I'm so glad I'm not in the same room as you, so wash. And on this week's show, all kinds of big dick energy on the acquisition and investment front. While the economy burns, of course, workday is canceling and homie don't play that. Grab some Kleenex and pour yourself a hot cup of soup. We'll be right back after a massive intake of fluids. Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Luke, I am your father. Yeah, so you get checked. You don't have the coronavirus, right? Uh, no coronavirus, but uh, type A flu. I wasn't aware there were different types of flus, but oh yeah, I have A. And, and I'm the final recipient of this lovely flu uh, in our household. So uh, I get to have a nice weekend, apparently. Yeah, you just stay quarantined and away from the rest of the population. That we would really appreciate. Ro- Roger that. And rest. So a couple of weeks ago, you gave a shout out and I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm actually going to listen to this podcast. It's called Trailblazers with uh, Walter Isaacson. Yep. Uh, the, the subject was job search, not entirely human resources. Mm-hmm. Dude, it was such garbage. I can't believe you actually told people to listen to this thing. We're going to have to do an interview that actually straightens out all this fluffy bullshit revisionist history stuff. Jeff Taylor Dick Johnson. Dick Johnson was actually good. Uh, Arena was on it, for God's sakes. I mean, dude, it was a total, total fucking puff piece. After you just said Dick Johnson was good on it. Uh, I, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate that you want to come at me while I have the flu and my ability to fight back is uh, is minimized. But OK, so let's be specific. Did you feel like they were lying I mean, arena, whatever. I just thought the historical perspective of the two Super Bowl ads, hot jobs rolling the dice, some history on Monster, 
Uh, I mean, specifically, what did you hate about it? Was it lies? Was it? I mean, mainly, except again, for the for like the uh, the hot jobs commercial, which I thought was awesome. The yeah. rest of it is kind of like they were they were setting up Monster and Jeff Taylor was talking about Monster. And it's like the only reason Monster.com actually existed is because the Monster board was a piece of shit. And they took TMP actually took. OCC, which was Mm -hmm. a better technology and the monster board and monster. I mean, Jeff did have a better flair to himself and better marketing flair. So all they did was they took the OCC tech, redirected the tech to and put it on Mm monster.com with not the monster board, but monster.com and put new colors on it. I didn't mind kind of like the, the pieces of, yeah, the commercial and the Super Bowl, and but it was so puffy. Maybe uh, it wasn't that bad from somebody who was looking for a puff piece and you're a puff piece kind of guy. But for a guy like me, I want to dive into the actual details and really figure out the real stories. And, and it just wasn't there. This is a generalist podcast featuring Walter Isaacson, which I think you'll even agree is a reputable uh, personality and professional. He, he did no research. I didn't spin the show as a, a deep insight into the industry. It sounds like you're just mad that your former employer OCC wasn't mentioned at all. The dude did no research whatsoever. He was a puff piece. That's <laughs> that's the thing. He's telling a story. He's not doing like critical interviewing and reporting. It was fucking horrible. (laughs) Man, you are a tough critic. God damn. Sometimes our shit's bad, too. (laughs) I mean, take it for what it's worth. It was not a it was not a Geraldo 2020 60 minutes deep dive into the industry. It was a little story about a time and place. It was a puff piece. I'm going to give a shout out to Tamiflu, which is actually making <laughs> me even able to talk to you today. Uh, Tamiflu, miracle drug if you're on the flu. Tamiflu. Tamiflu. At, available at Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid near you. And hopefully the following people do not have to take the Tamiflu. Tyler Weeks from Intel, who's the head of HR data science. Alin Bailey. TA transformation leader at Intel uh, and Bill Neff, the VP of consumer marketing at Yeti to be able to get those guys on the stage and have a holistic discussion of brand and how talent does either positively or negatively affect consumer brand. Mm -hmm. It was really interesting that it, I mean, on stage you could see it actually hit Bill in the face and he's like oh fuck this is incredibly relevant hell yeah so thanks thanks to those guys so to me if there's any teaser it was uh cmo of yeti saying he had never heard of employer branding until until our conversation yeah so to me this is a, a timely uh very important podcast uh for our industry as well as is marketing uh so if you're in ta Share this episode with your uh, with your marketing department. Um, I think it's a must listen for them uh, and hopefully can get some dialogue started if there isn't any in your organization between TA and marketing. The title of the podcast is called Brand Revelation. And let's not forget Smashfly and Symphony Talent for sponsoring the event. Yeah. Uh, big ups to Elise and Gina for being there and uh, always being awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to, uh, I'm going to screw this up, Levin Van Nuenheiser. 
Uh, even is, uh, out of Belgium and he runs, um, uh, house of HR. I spoke at their event last year. Anyway, he is going to unleash, uh, UK, which will be at the, uh, I don't know, the sister event, TA tech. Uh, Uh, and he's attending because he heard our show. So he's buying a ticket. Uh, so you're welcome. Unleash leave and we'll see you in London and, uh, have some Belgian beers. Hopefully. Yeah, no shit. Hell yeah. Big shout out to the Fama.io CEO, Ben Mones, who uh, he, he took some hard questions around social media monitoring. I mean, you know, from the privacy standpoint, from the idea of Big Brother watching you no matter where you're at on Twitter, on Facebook, whatever, wherever it might be, it's an eerie kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. And this is under the, the the podcast entitled Somebody's Watching Me. So check it out. And I want to apologize to you for all the sniffles and coughs that you're going to have to edit out on this show. Much apologies. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Leighton Davison, uh, a student out in uh, Calgary, Canada, who has attended two gatherings in a row and recognized us last week uh, because he was so impressed with our first first podcast from the show that he uh, wanted to give us some love at the show. So Leighton Davison, man, keep studying, get that degree, and uh, maybe you'll be on the show one day. He's a good dude. Big shout out, Michael Odell at talent.com. Thanks for the socks, man. The only problem, the first pair that came in a package with my name on it was taken by my wife. Then... So I made a mention on LinkedIn, wait a minute, she took my socks. So he sent another pair, but it was addressed to her. So now she has both pair of socks. She has the talent.com socks. I have not. Oh, that's just good stuff, Michael Adele. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, I got a pair of socks too. Thanks. Appreciate that. Uh, shout out to Shelly Noworski. Uh, you may or may not remember Shelly from dinner. The first night of oh, BAM, yeah. and the, the large crowd of people that we had oh, yeah. eating with us. But Shelly's now a fan of the show, uh, marketing person. We need all those folks we can get. Shelly, if you're listening, welcome to the show. We had a great time, and uh, we'll see you next year in Banff, I'm sure. Excellent. New listener, Ali Kilvert. He, uh, he's turned on to the podcast after Rob Prince over at Talent Nexus posted the late arriving holiday card. Uh <laughs> So, so I said, okay, so it was a little bit late for Valentine's Day, even though it was intended for much earlier. Feel the love. I want to know what the post date was on that when it left the States, because it, it had to be in December <laughs> and it didn't show up until now. But anyway, um, shout out to Carlos Gill. Uh, we'll be producing that interview and putting it out uh, soon. But Carlos is a, uh, I don't know, marketing new age uh, social media guy uh, that has a history in job boards that we dig into. But I, I would be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to Carlos for being a longtime fan uh, and listener of the show. And if you haven't read his book, The End of Marketing, um, I encourage you to go out and check that out on Amazon.com or wherever you enjoy your books. Very nice. Ready for events? I have one more. Okay. Uh, Shout out to Fred Goff, our buddy at Jobcase in Boston. Um, Uh Fred made a a really nice LinkedIn post. uh, I think it was last week where he said, look, uh, if we're going to be in the industry, we should support companies that are doing great things with employees. 
and uh, pointed out that Delta, who we've talked about in terms yeah. of giving you know money for revenue, uh, revenue generated by the company. So Fred is saying basically, hey, if we believe in this industry, let's support those companies. I'm flying Delta from now on. So good for good for Fred. I like that move. Luckily, I am already doing that, Fred. Of course, Delta is probably either a client or he wants them to be a client at some point in the near future. But that's the cynic in me. Sorry. Always looking for the angle. All right, events. So travel is sponsored by Shaker Recruitment Marketing. We just received upgraded gear. Hell yeah. (laughs) We just received upgraded gear. So soccer jerseys. You got a soccer jersey, right? Yeah. That's football for our European listeners. Got a North Face vest and also a Nike Golf quarter zip. So they have they have upped the game significantly from last year. Yeah. Well, I mean, last year we got luggage and stuff. So, I mean, I can't can't bitch about that. But man, no hate at all. No. Good stuff. Good stuff. And that's going to help us propel to our next place in London. Hopefully, fingers crossed, this coronavirus fucking thing goes away. Unleashed and TA Tech has a mega conference in London in March. Deathmatch, baby. Are you ready? Fuck yeah. Job sync, (laughs) get optimal, spodge. (laughs) How can you not? We have, again, we have one, one slot still available. It's interesting how... Over in Europe and the UK, they they don't like to really get up on stage and and really just pitch their stuff. You know, they're more mm-hmm. subdued, kind of in the background. We're here in the US. We can't keep the fucking startups from wanting to get on stage. I'm sorry, but but touting my company might be against my protocol for uh, decency of uh, civilization and society. Uh, yeah, it is an interesting cultural shift where in the U.S. people or companies are more than happy to talk shit about their stuff. And in the U.K., it's like pulling teeth, uh, albeit crooked teeth. Because If you don't have tickets, go to tatech.org or unleashgroup.io. Um, and then after that, we are heading to Austin. Giddy up. Staffing yep. Tech, May 5th through the 7th. Yep. And don't forget, uh, my friends at RecText had a good, a good laugh about me calling their conference some sort of recruiting event in Vancouver, uh, which I actually don't know yet what that event is called or what it is. But I will be in Vancouver April 6th and 7th. So if you're, uh, if you're out there riding orcas or snowing, Snow skiing, uh, come out and say hi, and uh, we'll have a beer. A riding orcas, yeah, you have fun up there. I don't need any more of the cold fucking shit. I want to go to Austin. Yeah. Want to go to Austin? Did if I take Julie, she's going to want to buy more boots. But anyway, uh, amazing staffing leaders at Staffing Tech. A ton of startups and vendors. It's just overall, it's a great event. Agreed. Topics. All right. Big acquisition to the tune of one. It's like a weird number. One point three, whatever billion, five, three billion. Uh, Cornerstone and Saba get married. Um, okay, cool. Uh, my take is sort of the education play, frankly. Um, I think the online learning stuff that Saba brings or does currently is a uh, is in high demand and going to be in the future. Uh, and I think these companies are realizing that. Um, and made the play. Wall Street didn't like it very much. Uh, Cornerstone, in addition to shitty earnings and a shitty 
just uh, environment for stocks right now is is down 20 plus percent. What are your thoughts on the news? Yeah, I think that there's no question that had something to do with it. But the stock market started tanking the day before with the whole coronavirus piece, which we'll talk about later. Um, I, I, I think not 20 percent. It didn't. If you take a look at what Cornerstone and Saba both do recruiting on the new talent attraction kind of side of the house, learning on the LMS and then performance and coaching. So you can see where this is nice to be able to in some respects, definitely uh, start uh, acquiring competition. Um, overall, they have 75 million combined users, mm-hmm. uh, 818 million in combined ARR. And if you think about it, more users equals more data equals feed the AI machine learning beast, right? So uh, with all this AI and machine learning that's out there, we've we've been talking about, and I think we actually talked uh, to, to Robert Ruff from Sovereign, that the AI and machine learning obviously is one piece, but you have to have the data to feed, to learn, uh, before you can, the AI is even worth a shit. So I, I get from, from this standpoint where it makes sense, you're taking a competitor out of the game, right? You're absorbing that competitor. Mm-hmm. Saba's CEO, Phil Saunders, is uh, he's going to take the COO position until the merger's complete, and then more than likely, you're, he's going to say bye bye. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's it, it's a pretty it's a pretty easy pretty easy math equation, don't you think? Yeah, I think there are a lot of uh, you know facets to this deal. Um, I think in the the release, uh, CEO and founder of Cornerstone. Adam Miller uh, kind of summed it up for me uh, in quote, Saba and Cornerstone have always shared a passion for people development and together we can accomplish great things. The additional depth of expertise and capability from Saba is an ideal complement to Cornerstone with the combination of our product development team is expected to significantly expand, uh, giving us the ability to develop faster, further increase competitive differentiation, help millions of people around the world to overcome the skills divide. So there you go. That kind of summed it up for me. Well, and don't forget that in January, Cornerstone bought Clustree, uh, an AI-based skills engine, which has a pretty massive skills ontology. So the engine uses machine learning to help companies match their employees' skills with specific job roles. So we're talking about external and the the prospect of internal, right? So Mm -hmm. it's not just about getting the right people coming in the door to the right jobs. It's also about having your people that currently work for you mapping to career progression in succession. I want to see Cornerstone and Stepstone uh, merge to create Stepping on the Cornerstone. That's what I want to see as we... Not the angle I thought you were going with that one. That's the flute beat right there, my friend. The the, uh, the, the online learning angle, though, uh, mm-hmm. Udemy uh, just got, was it 50 million you to me with 50 million uh to focus again back to the learning piece uh yeah. the growth piece um obviously companies need folks to stay uh in step with current trends new technologies uh everything that's coming out so yeah you to my which i know a lot of companies swear by uh raising 50 million this week um, it's good to see the money still coming in uh to this space and we'll talk about the economy uh here in a little bit but um, this was a great uh, a great move by uh, Udemy. Two billion valuation. 
um, which is still kind of peanuts for what they could be. Yeah, to over 220 million overall they've taken thus far. So uh, another round, 50 million dollars online learning marketplace uh it's it's definitely a thing and and as we talk about talent and whether we currently have them or we need them to be able to have these new skills we've got to do it some way and this is a this is a great way to 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 be able to make that connection yeah and this will be interesting as you know as recession threats loom i guess you know how do companies treat current talent bases and current uh employees in terms of retraining and repositioning as opposed to laying off. I guess time will tell on that, but companies like Udemy help, you know, reposition employees for other jobs in the company. Timing's probably right on, on these guys getting some, some new money. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about new money IntelliCare lands 45 million in series B. Uh, IntelliCare is a, a Massachusetts based startup with an app that lets post acute facilities hire on demand nursing professionals. It's kind of yeah. like the Uber Uber for nursing home staff. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> Which I can tell you in, you know, uh, our interview with uh, Sandra from Aegis, uh, yeah. which I know is coming out as well, uh, we were really surprised to see someone with Amazon and Coach uh, in their resume go to a uh, you know nursing home or assisted living home. Or but the trend in terms of boomers getting old, and and this this is going to be a huge growth opportunity. Um, for a lot of businesses, as well as companies that service them and the nurses that service their uh, service their customers. So yeah. um, this in terms of timing, again, in telecare, nursing home, Uber, getting nurses to the right place. To me, this is also very interesting. Uh, was it Nomad Health that we talked about it was sort yep. of an Uber, uh-huh. Uber for healthcare jobs as well. So this is this is where the gig economy is going. I think we both agree in terms of nichifying themselves. Um, and really specializing in certain areas. Healthcare is an obvious gig economy fit. So I, I, I anticipate more companies like this getting money um, and this continuing to be a growth, uh, growth area for our industry. Yeah, and it says for nursing professionals, join our team and start picking up shifts in less than 72 hours. So again, if you are already working a gig, but you, you want to, or a full-time position, and you want to be able to pick up hours somewhere else, you can do that. And, and that is that's pretty fucking awesome. The thing that I think one of one of the problems I see here is in most cases, the actual talent pool itself is already overworked. So it's mm-hmm. going to be hard to to get people to join into that because it's like shit. I'm already working enough overtime as it is. I don't want to pick up any more fucking shifts. But I guess this can actually shift back to you become a part of this platform and then you just work where you want to work when you want to work. It's an entirely different type of lifestyle, though, man. Yeah, and I think uh, I think the number is one in four people who actually have a nursing uh, degree are actually practicing nursing. Yeah. So if a more flexible uh, a more flexible platform or space can help bring some of those seventy five percent that have a degree but aren't working in the industry back yeah. into it, mm-hmm. that's going to be a huge win for healthcare, uh, and maybe the gig economy can help do that. This is what. I define as a marketplace. Not, it's not a job board. It's actually more of an app where you can really flow back and forth with uh, 
with uh, with talent. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? There's there's a need, there's a demand, uh, and then there obviously is the the feeding that demand with the talent in the actual app itself. So this is something that I would definitely place in the marketplace segment uh, versus some of the other I think platforms that are out there that really are just more job boards than they are anything else. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you did there. Uh, think of Uber when you think of platforms. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right. Like, hey, I'm ready to work. OK, here are jobs. They're ready to go. There's no posting. It's just it's automatic. You know, there's a need and, and the, the platform just facilitates the two getting together and making miracles happen. Yeah. Well, and, and I think it's important to start to differentiate between what tech is, right? Is it a job board? Is it a marketplace? Is it programmatic? Yeah. Is it, you know, is it just pure job distribution? Because there's so much noise out there. We have to cut through that clutter. Uh, and speaking of non-posers, uh, let's get a quick, quick word from Canvas and uh, we'll talk about the economy going in the toilet. Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text, and so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center, while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. Now, you don't hear this often, but uh, I think Workday made a damn good decision on this uh, this next story. What do you think? Prudent, for sure. Um, they had an event that was going to draw 3,000 participants to Florida. Yep, sales kickoff. Globally, events are canceling all over the world. Uh, one of the biggest ones is the... Um, the mobile Congress that happens every year mm-hmm. uh, in Spain. Um, that was yep. sort of a, a big one that's that sort of stopped early, which brings people from all over the world for sure. Uh, so Workday is no surprise. And by the way, it's a shitty time to be in the conference business, but we're not in the commerce business. But yeah, so the news out, uh, I guess, today, wasn't it? Or Wednesday, actually. So yesterday, uh, Workday canceled its annual internal sales meeting mm-hmm. over fears of the coronavirus outbreak and will be moving the program online. Uh, we'll see if that stays online in years to come. But it was bringing people from uh, around the country, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, and over the weekend, South Korea, Italy, and Iran uh, reported mm-hmm. a sharp increase in cases. So, I mean, there there has to be prudent measures that are taken by organizations. Facebook canceled its San Francisco-based Global Marketing Summit. Facebook and Sony also pulled out of March's uh, Game Developers Conference in San Francisco. Yep. So there, there's uh, this a couple of different things. First off, this is incredibly smart and, and it makes a lot of sense, um, but it's also going to affect the economy in those cities because those cities are looking for that dump of cash when they have these conferences in. I mean, imagine what it would do to workforces, you know, profits if their entire sales team got the coronavirus or got sick. 
Yeah. It would probably shut things down at the company for a while. Uh, and it would have, would impact revenues quite significantly. Well, it would if it was their sales force, cause that's exactly, <laughs> exactly. So good idea to not get your whole sales force sick. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, there's no, there's no remedy cure for this virus. Uh, and no one knows exactly what it's going to look like six weeks, right? Let alone six months from now. Um, but obviously affecting, the HR conference circuit. I mean, I think Nestle today shut down all travel from everyone in the company. And that's like tens of thousands or hundreds, hundreds of thousands of employees worldwide. Shit's going to get kind of crazy. Um, and that kind of goes into our economic outlook as a whole. But Workday, I think, is a sign of things to come. Yeah. Because this thing isn't going away. It's getting a little hot in here. That's for goddamn sure. Uh, we saw a dip in the Dow Jones uh, that was uh, that was associated to the coronavirus. Uh, and, and again, a lot of that comes to commerce not happening because of travel not happening. And yep. so, you know, so we've been feeling we've been feeling and hearing about the possibility of the economy slowing and obviously the, the coronavirus is, isn't helping uh, a deco reports q4 decline in revenues at four percent a softness in europe and slowing in north america and generally we start to see first with staffing that's kind of like our early indicators for talent in the coal mine yep. yeah yeah so expedia is cutting three thousand jobs business insider reports as uh Living costs outpace wage increases. The typical U.S. worker uh, can no longer afford a family on a year's salary, showing the dire state of uh, America's middle class. So, I mean, this is this is becoming bigger than just the economy slowing. This is actually yeah. a trend that we've seen uh, over the last thirty years that is starting to catch up with us. Well, let me give uh, let me give the kids out there a quick little history lesson. Uh, you and I have seen two such dips: uh, the 2000 2001 recession uh, with the dot com bust, yep. and obviously 2008, which was the world ending um, and only rats and cockroaches uh, walking the earth for a couple of years. These are the these are the early signs of st stuff could get bad. When you look at these early signs, and it's not just, you know, the coronavirus is spurring this, but a lot of the stuff with, uh, you know, startups laying off people, you've got, you know, IPOs going badly for investors. I'm going to be really curious to see if these investments in our, our space continue, right? Um, if those start drying up, and I, I do think they are a little less than they used to be, although I could, I'm going to be watching really closely, and I know you are as well. Yeah. In the last two weeks, we've had two huge acquisitions slash mergers. So I, I don't know that anything's slowed down thus far. For years, we've been touting the economy as it's the best that it's it's ever been. Mm -hmm. um, but we're not rewarding the people who actually do the fucking work. This is the, the, the problem that the raising, not raising the wages, not helping cancel student debt or at least pay off student debt, not paying for the necessary further education to keep their skills up to par. And, and Mike Germano, CEO of uh, Communo, actually said that 40% of the freelancers that, that they work with, their time is spent learning and getting better. And FTE mm -hmm. doesn't have time to do that, right? So yep. I think what, what we're doing is we're not looking at the actual economics of work the way that we mm -hmm. should. 
And, you know, why do we believe a CEO is worth 1500 times that of an individual who's actually driving the creation of the product or delivery of service? A dude's idea is fucking worthless. If the execution isn't applied, we need people to be able to do the work to make that happen, to be able to create product, to be able to deliver services. And those individuals, their wages have been stagnant. And we've talked about just the minimum wage itself being at the same level it has been for over 10 years and not being able to. There's another story that actually said as CNBC, full time minimum wage workers cannot afford a two bedroom rental anywhere in the U.S. It's just like you always say, well, what about Seymour, Indiana? anywhere in the fucking US. This is a fucking problem. We're making more profits than we've ever made in our lifetimes, or at least that's what we've heard, but yet that's going to to buy back stock and it's not going to the people who are actually doing the fucking work. This is a big problem. You know, I uh, I heard a great quote the other day is uh, essentially in America, we have socialism for the rich and we have rugged individualism for everybody else. Yes. Um, And that kind of sums it up. So 2020 is starting out to be a really interesting, volatile, semi-scary year. Um, So here we go. Buckle up, boys and girls. Quick rant. Okay, first off, we've got to stop this fucking communism, socialism versus capitalism bullshit. Capitalism drives prosperity money, right? And it's the best at driving prosperity, which is why we've always done so well. The problem is capitalism sucks in being able to actually deliver prosperity back to the people, which is which I was just talking about. CEOs getting paid 1500 times that of the people actually creating the product or delivering the service. That's where we've always lived in a hybrid society of capitalism versus kind of like almost like social programs that's we have to think more of hybrid evolution as opposed to this or that that's my rant yeah well look if you're if you're a student of history and i know you are you know the times in history where the money has gone to very few and the very many feel left out and disenfranchised uh, the pitchfork and the guillotines come out yeah i'm not saying we're we're there in america but there certainly is uh, some opposing views in terms of what our country is currently like, and it's probably going to come to a head sooner rather than later. So uh, rant appreciated, and I'm sure it's just one of many more rants uh, that's, <laughs> that's yet to come as the presidential race heats up and the economy uh, continues to melt down. I need a break. Job at X could be the break that you need. We'll be right back, kids. Nope. Nah, not for me. All these jobs look the same. Uh, next. This is what perfectly qualified candidates are thinking as they scroll past your jobs. Just half-heartedly skimming job descriptions that aren't standing out to them. Face it, we live in a world that is all about content, content, content. So why do we expect job seekers to react differently while reading paragraphs and bullets in templated job descriptions? Stand out in a feed full of boring job ads with a dynamic, enticing video that showcases your company culture, people, and benefits with Job AdX. Instead of hoping that job seekers will stumble upon your employment branding video, Job AdX seamlessly displays it in the job description while they're searching, building a connection, and reducing candidate drop-off. 
You're spending thousands of dollars on beautiful, informative employment branding videos that just sit on a YouTube channel, begging to be discovered. Why not feature them across our network of over 150 job sites to proactively compel top talent to join your team? Help candidates see themselves in your role by emailing joinus at jobadx.com. That's joinus at jobadx.com. Attract, engage, employ with Job AdX. Homie, don't play that. Homie, don't play that. I thought this was an onion story when I yeah. first read it. It's so I, ridiculous. It is. So, Jordy Greenham, the CEO of uh, Mexican long term rental startup Homie, has resigned after a sexual harassment investigation was carried out by his co- company's ethics board. Okay, so long story short, yep. whew, this is a tech crunch story. So Greenham had actually met this this lady, this unnamed lady, through a mutual friend like five years ago, and he was obviously feeling a little frisky, so he reached out to her on LinkedIn. Uh, they started kind of like chatting back and forth, and she she yep. thought that possibly there might be a position open at Homey because it was a it was a growing startup company. Yeah. And Greenham propositioned her in a WhatsApp message around 1.30 a.m. on Valentine's Day to spend the <laughs> night with him. Can, can we can we recreate the conversation? Do, do you want to be Homie, <laughs> Homie CEO, or do you want to be the recipient? Okay, I want to be Homie. Are you ready? Okay, go ahead. Okay, so here's the conversation on WhatsApp. I'll be the homie CEO, uh, Jordy. Yes. Hi, I would like. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see you. Can you explain to me the random texts at strange hours? Question mark. No, there is no rational explanation. It was irrational, but I understand that it doesn't interest you. How much could I pay you for one night? Three thousand? Question mark. And 3,000 pesos, by the way, is $150. So this guy, CEO, is a big spender when it comes to uh, uh, propositioning uh, young ladies to spend the night with him. But this his connection happened over LinkedIn. Remember, we're always talking about LinkedIn and people like the spamming and shit, but also the catfishing. I feel like LinkedIn should change its its mantra from like, uh, Facebook for professionals to Tinder per, for professionals because that's more and more what it's becoming. So this is obviously a thing, not just in Mexico, because on several occasions, I think we've talked about it on the podcast, pseudo women, I, I doubt that they're women, are always trying to reach out and ask about relationships on yep. LinkedIn. It's like, what kind of, what the fuck are you talking about? Anyway, if you're out there and you're on LinkedIn, beware. And you got to think that this has maybe like worked for this dude before. Like, what are the odds that this is the first time that he's propositioned somebody via LinkedIn? Probably not the first, right? No, no. I'm thinking I'm thinking it was 1.30 in the morning. He was drunk. He was horny. And he was obviously fucking stupid. <laughs> By the way, Homie's no like you know chump startup. They've raised eight hundred eight point two million dollars. Yeah, uh, you know they've gotten money from uh, Sam Zell, who's a really well known billionaire uh, here in America with a long history of, of stuff. 
So, yeah, when you have this sort of responsibility and this, uh, you know, this title, don't do this shit. This is just fucking ridiculous. (laughs) And we out. I got a packet of soup waiting for me. I'm out. Thank you for listening to, what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses. And not one word. So weird. Anywho... Be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.